1: Football. We're live here in New York City. It's Wednesday, May 3rd. I'm Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Jason McCourney, and Mike Garofolo. Guys, we have had an awesome show today. Sure, I, have- I think the mix in offseason May is kind of tough of football and pop culture, and we've made some changes to the top of our shows where, like, we get to get up and yeah. sit on the chairs and stuff. Kyle, I know you like being able to do the variety.
2: Energy, entertainment, yeah. and you know what? I think we have some more changes coming in we this do. segment. Too.
1: Let's do it. We're I not a split that. personality thing, Lock but we're going to play talk. a game. Yeah. We're going to play a game momentarily, but first, there is news, and that's why we have Mike Garofalo at this table. Mike, what's up?
3: Momentarily. All right, uh, the expected move, Ian Rappaport has been mentioning for a while now that it, is co- that it was coming, has now... Come, Randall Cobb signing with the New York, or agreeing the term, excuse me, with the New York Jets, the latest player with a history uh, with Aaron Rodgers to arrive in Florham Park. Alan Lazard certainly was the big ticket free agent. Tim Boyle, the backup quarterback, he is there as well. Nathaniel Hackett, although Hackett arrived here first. So Aaron Rodgers, not that he demanded, he made it clear that he didn't demand that you sign all these guys, but certainly made it clear that these are the guys that I have history with, that I feel comfortable with. Randall Cobb the latest. Uh, he brought him back to Green Bay. Now he brings him to the Jets.
1: Affectionately known as Cobby in all of his uh, sure. press conferences when he references Randall Cobb. So that's cool for the Jets. Uh, now let's play our game called Split Decisions. Mm. Here's how it's going to work. We have three topics, three minutes on the clock each for all of us to answer. The first one we are going to start with is, and this is where we have to pull the Peter Schrager flag, which is you must answer. and You have to pick a side. Mm-hmm. I know you are teetering on one that I'm interested to hear what you decide on. But let's go with who had the more satisfying end to their off-season drama? Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson?
3: Oh, it's no doubt about it it is Aaron Rodgers, because every time I look up and I see Aaron Rodgers at the Knicks game, at the Rangers game, Heck, even at his press conference, even on the field while he was throwing that ball behind Garrett Wilson, according to many people, it looked like he was smiling. It's just the smile. Everywhere I turn, I see Aaron Rodgers smiling like I haven't seen Aaron Rodgers smile in years. I'm sure he's smiling brightly this morning. Did the Knicks
4: win last night? They did win last night. Indeed. You so he's they. smiling because of that as well. How about that? What do you think him and Saul's talked about courtside all great point.
1: The use of LOL in the text message?
2: Maybe. Yeah. Large, uh, large age difference. I, I, I go with Rodgers, too. Cobb thing is amazing. So he made the Packers take him back. Like he's like, no, I you are signing Cobb. They didn't want him. Then Cobb goes in and shows up and stays in Rogers' house. He came on the show and told us about it, that. Rogers has amazing bidets. He gave us that kind of information. <laughs> and now he's making the the Jets take cop. Doesn't it sort of feel like like Turtle from Entourage? Like he's Vinny Chase and he's Turtle. You know who Rogers sat next to courtside last night? Jerry Ferrara, yeah. the guy who plays Turtle on Entourage. It's absolutely perfect. So I think he's like, I got my new city. Everyone's nice. I got my friends. I got my other friends. I like the coach. I got Hackett. I got all these things that I like. I think he's super happy. I think it's Rogers. What do you think, Jeff?
4: Yeah. See, I, I look at him as, as Joe Proctor from the show Power as he's sitting next to him. Mm. Of course, I, I Entourage. Tell me about asks. that. I don't know what that is. You don't know the show Power? I know I did I don't watch it. Yeah, he's, Joe Proctor? He's, he's Ghost's lawyer in that. His name oh. is Proctor. Yeah, so as I'm watching, that's how I first nice, went Jay. To it. I am going with Lamar Jackson on this. Okay. The end of his saga ended in a very lucrative contract. Not only did he get the money, but he also got Odo Beckham Jr. He got them to draft the receiver in the first round. So when you talk about a big smile this offseason, I think it's Lamar Jackson. Not only did he get weapons around them and money, he also came sure. out with his invention, the entire gym, Let's with go. Kyle Brandt. Absolutely loves. Needs. So not only did he get the money and the popularity, he can now market the entire gym and get ready for the season. So I'm going with Lamar Jackson, fired up for him, getting the deal without an agent. Didn't mm-hmm. need one. Market one it himself. to
1: its fullest capacity, and Kyle Brant needs one. Yes, That's we're going to get him one. For it. I'm not mocking uh, yeah. it. I want to try it. Yeah. You, you need to buy it though don't you
2: I'm you... happy to buy it okay I just' they're not, I don't think they're on sale yet okay. I'll buy it I'm ready
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, more relieving end to off-season drama Aaron Rodgers more satisfying end to off-season drama Lamar Jackson okay. for me uh, to the point that you just made at the very tail end which is he did it on his own he did it with his own voice he did it with himself in the meeting room however the conversations went down obviously we have to believe that Lamar Jackson feels comfortable and compelled enough that this was the correct amount of money and the right deal for him to walk back into the building in owings mills maryland holding his head high and saying that i am the guy for the next five years i think uh this entire situation was a definition of quarterbacks representing themselves all right on to question two okay which rookie quarterback has more weight on their shoulders coming into this season is it bryce young who oftentimes carries the backpack look or is it cj stroud mike who has more weight on their shoulders is this a
3: well there's a rule here that you have to answer yes that's peter's rule Damn, and it's, just,
2: it's just the television
3: room. I'm wearing Peter's jacket, so, yeah, I guess yeah, I, I, like I can't let him down here. It does fit like a And you a talked
4: about the graphic on like the screen. Like a huge does that softball yeah. glove.
3: Yeah, I did. I'm going to go C.J. Stroud here, and, and the reason that I'm going to go C.J. Stroud here, because, again, I just, it was kind of neck and neck for me, mm-hmm. and I thought maybe the number one overall pick's got more pressure. But how about the guy who had another guy drafted right behind him, right? Like, what if Will Anderson hits the ground running, mm-hmm. and he's got 10 sacks, and C.J. Stroud's not particularly performing well. Now, look, this is a long-term thing. I wouldn't rush to it. A snap decision if C.J. Stroud uh, has an up and down or uh, rookie season or struggles a little bit. But yeah, you got that guy next to you. And everything that we heard is that this guy is ready-made and, and a pretty sure prospect. So Will Anderson's going to uh, certainly perform this upcoming season. So I'll say C.J. Stroud for that reason and that reason alone.
2: I think it's Bryce. Number one pick. You're They didn't even consider it. There's a lot of quarterbacks drafted after you. You're going to, like, I, I say this respectfully, sleepy Carolina. There's not going to be a lot of pressure, but there should be a number one overall pick. And they, you've got all these coaching staffs that were set up for you. you got Caldwell, and you got McCown. Go play now. They, they didn't even think about it. They said, this guy's little. We don't care. He's got instincts. He's got nuances. Well, let's see him. I always think it's the number one overall pick. And, guys, we've had, like, a, let's be honest, a little bit of a hit or miss over the last decade or so with those number one overall picks. Burrow, fantastic. Kyler, TBD. Baker, leave some to be desired. Where's Bryce coming to that? The number one pick thing follows you around for life, and it will in Carolina for him.
4: Yeah, it'll always be compared, and Mike, like you, I was like, I don't know which one is the tougher one, both decent running games, new head coaches, but I'm going to go with C.J. Stroud. I'm going to do it on this reason. You talked about Bryce Young being the number one overall pick, and you talked about the coaching staff, Frank Wright, now his second time being a head coach. A ton of experience. Jim Caldwell, McCown did it for a number of years, and I'm going to say that he has been people that have done this before that are going to try to make this road a little easier. For C.J. Stroud, he's going down to Houston. D'Amico Ryan's first time as a head coach. Bobby Slow coming in now, becoming the offensive coordinator. They'll have to figure out maybe a little bit more to f- make it a little easier for C.J. Stroud and easy him into the transition. As I looked at about the weapons around both of these young quarterbacks, there isn't like a bona fide number one receiver for any of them where you say, well, he'll just take all the pressure off yeah. him. So yeah. I think this is a, a very close one to monitor just to- to see, but I think they both have a chance to be really good.
1: I am going uh, with five foot ten and an eighth of an inch, and how much a weight those shoulders can carry. Because Bryce Young has a very specific opportunity here to put all the naysayers to bed with his height and his weights, but more specifically his height. Other celebrities who are five foot ten and an, and an eighth of an got? inch. I'll put that in there: Charlize Theron, mm. Blake Lively, Kendall Jenner, all foot five, five foot ten. Although Mike like Tyson and Sylvester Stallone also five foot ten. So take that for what you will. I think Bryce young because of that height is uh, going to have a lot of What if
4: that winter. was a group that all hung out one night? I know, right? That great like a table. Yeah. Right?
1: That pro- probably, you so. probably exists at the Met
2: probably does. Mike at the Met Stallone's like 5'8". Yeah. I, I, don't yeah, that. I don't buy that
1: one. Yeah. <laughs> he's punching above. If All he's
2: right. 5'10", Tom Cruise is 6'8". There we <laughs> go. Okay,
1: <come> uh, <laughs> so these announcements are cool. Uh, the Panthers now have said that for their first overall pick, Bryce Young, a quarterback, will wear number nine. Also in the NFC South, the Falcons, as I said earlier, mentioned uh, that Bijan Robinson, their star running back at the eighth overall pick, will wear number seven, a la Michael Vick with the Falcons. Uh, it was, did belong to their kicker before that. But the Falcons have not retired that number yet. So this is fair game, number seven is. Who's a jersey number for the team that's not yet retired, but you think they should be, Mike?
3: Mm. The one growing up for me was always Randall, number 12. Mm. The Eagles have not issued that uh, since Randall left the Philadelphia Eagles, and they're going to wear the Kelly Green uh, jerseys this upcoming season, so I'm looking at that. These are always the weird ones, right, where they're not officially retired, but they're not issued. There's a lot of these around the league, and I remember, I think it was Steve Smith, the wide receiver, signed with the Eagles, left the Giants, and he wore 12, and Randall wouldn't give his blessing for that, I I believe. So it's like it's not officially retired, and they'll let somebody wear it if they want to wear it, but uh, you know what? At this point, hang it up.
1: Hang it up.
2: Yeah, hang it up. I, I, maybe this should because he wouldn't give his blessing to the video game company either where he was known as QB12, QB12. the only player in the game to not have his last name in it. Mm-hmm. I will go back to the Falcons. There are certain numbers I think you just see the number in, really in any sport and you're like if 23, that's Jordan. Yeah. 99 is Wayne Gretzky. Maybe Kobe is 8 if you look at Kobe as 8. 21 to me is Dion. You see 21 and that is mm-hmm. Deion Sanders. It's not retired for the Falcons. The Falcons have an interesting stance on this. You go to their official website. The, the Falcons organization does not officially retire numbers. As an organization, they don't do it. You get put in the ring of honor, and you're there with Jesse Tuggle and stuff. But, like, I don't care if you're in high school football. If if you put on 21, like, you better cook. You know, it's like the opposite of what we were saying, Jason, about numbers in the high 40s. Yes. You can't go into the NFL running a 4-9 and 4-8 and wear 21. <laughs> it is only 4-4 and below. In fact, 4-3 probably. I see 21. I think, Deion, the Falcons do not retire. If they don't retire numbers, I think it should be.
1: The whole B. John Robinson taking over seven for the Falcons, speaking of the Falcons, kind of caught my eye because it belonged to their kicker, Young Way Koo, so I went down the kicker path because the single-digit kicker, I think, is kind of gutsy as well. So Ugh. seven, Morton Anderson for the New Orleans Saints. Mm. Mr. Automatic, if you will. My relationship with kickers named Anderson between the Vikings and the Saints uh, is oh. a heartbroken history. But Morton Anderson, you can't respect much more than a guy mm. that leads the Saints in points scored. Uh, he is second in points scored for a kicker behind Adam Vitateri. He's got six Pro Bowls. He's in the Hall of Fame. He was a four-time All-Pro selection for the Saints. But number seven, as a special teams guy, is gutsy. But if you can follow through, pun intended, then so be it. Have at it.
4: I love that a kicker getting the number retired, sure, never to wear it again. Why not? Exactly. Well, he creative. also has a pop single, right, Mike? Don't we? Yes, he does. To Take, it to Take it to the top. The back. Top. Take it to the top. Take that number to the top it of the rafters. Do the not wear it again. I love that. I'm going with the Washington Commanders franchise, Doug Williams, the uh-huh. number 17, first black quarterback to win the Super Bowl. I think 340 yards in that game. Yes. Obviously, a lot of stuff going on with the Commander's organization. Go ahead and retire Doug Williams' number. Give him his place in history for what he accomplished, what he did for not only the sport, but for their franchise as well, going out there and balling. So for me, I would love to see Doug Williams' number to go out there. I was kind of surprised. I thought it might have already been, but it wasn't. So Doug Williams out there throwing touchdown passes, winning Super Bowls.
3: I feel like that's an easy one, too. It's not like a lot of players want to wear that number, right? Mm. It's not uh, uh, a... So I just, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's
1: one of the greatest running backs to ever play the game. I'm sure Emmett
3: was impressed with Let's that. Let's get so it.
1: this show back on the rails because we got Cowboys legend and Hall of Famer Emmett Smith, who's joining us later yeah. on.
2: Emmett, yeah. I do love you. Plus, the Eagles, you used to just absolutely destroy. They're getting a lot of praise for their draft. Do they really have the best? Ryan Leaf joins us right after this. Leaf's always got takes. Let's go.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.
4: Welcome back to Good Morning Football. Today, every week, we are pleased to welcome in our good friend, Ryan Leaf. Ryan, it's always nice to see you. Bright smile coming in, shaking mm-hmm. up the day. So, love to see you. Welcome you are in.
5: so upbeat. I love it. I <laughs> no. miss you when I'm not here. <laughs>
1: exactly. Oh, look at that. He's a, he's a happy, I, joyous uh, person. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know
4: if they feel the same way they I do with me every day. but I yeah, think they do. Ryan, draft just completed. Everybody has their draft grades and their takes from it. Who do you think kind of won the draft and did really well?
5: Well, I mean Kyle and I talked about this when I was here last week on Friday. It just I mean the Eagles and then what they compounded that with the DeAndre Swift trade. I made the point I what is how he doing? Is does he like go to these owners meetings and and, like, hypnotize guys and just say, <laughs> you know, they eat out of his palm. I, mm-hmm. You are getting sleepy. We're yeah, getting sleepy. You, will not you draft are going Nolan to Smith. make the Eagles better. And that's what's happening. So I thought they did a heck of a job once again. Uh, you put all your eggs in one basket a little bit with Georgia. I, I, I'm not too interested in that or, or the decision-making in that. They're good football players. And I just think what he does is he just he doesn't overthink it. He just picks really good football players. And if they're on the decline, like if they are what people consider falling back in the draft, he's like – you know, I'm not I'm not gonna buy into what everybody else no. is selling here. I'm gonna grab the best yeah. player I can mm. at this spot and we're gonna make it the best possible situation they can. I also think because of all the hoopla around Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I think it's been a bit of a smoke screen. And the Giants in the background go on, <clears throat> go on. just kind of have simply went about their business. Good and call. Ryan Dables just kind of, you know, if he had a mustache, he'd be twirling it Hell a little yeah. bit yeah. right now and just thinking Jalen Hyatt in the third round is a is a steal. they needed a burner, they got it. And I don't think enough people are necessarily looking at what the Jets did. The swap cost them an offensive tackle. And then Joe Douglas panicked. Mm -hmm. And instead of, like, going, okay, what's the best thing for Aaron Rodgers right now? What could I do that the Green Bay Packers never did? Sir. Mm. Get a skill position player in the first round. You know, Najigba. Yeah. Maybe Dalton Kincaid. Uh No. Nothing against Will McDonald. Love him to death most likely he's going to be on the back end of things, maybe not see the field that much in Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers' first year. I think that would have gone a long way to bolster mm-hmm. him maybe be the, in terms of longevity to second year, third year, mm. year yeah. if they don't win the Super Bowl or get to a Super yeah. Bowl. So I, I think the Giants may have kind of stolen New York in terms of a little bit and what they did at the draft. And I don't, I think because everybody's so optimistic right now, and he's become kind of the king of New York yeah. over the weekend, you're like, okay, you radar. Know, whatever the Giants are doing, and Brian Dable's sitting there just going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yep.
2: Uh, Joe Shane joining the Good Morning Football program tomorrow Uh, we will be joining us hopefully here at the table. Uh, Two quarterbacks Ryan, taken Friday. Will Levis goes to Tennessee after a pretty big fall. Hendon Hooker goes to Detroit. You got to invest in one of them. Like, this guy's going to make it. Who are you picking?
5: Well, Hendon Hooker, for me, it's just, I thought he was one of the top three quarterbacks, so I I, I like him. And and, And if people are worried about his age, don't be. Because if you could get, let's say, elite level quarterback play out of Hendon Hooker when he becomes a starter, let's say at 27, for eight years, seven years, and he's 35. I'm telling you right now, a head coach, a general manager is gonna take seven years of elite quarterback Hell play. Yeah. They're gonna not the 18 to 20 years of playing, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, those are those are exceptions to the rule. That's just how it is. So don't worry about it. He's got a ton of maturity. I'd rather, I wish I was 25 when I got drafted. Yeah, I, I, I was 21. That. That wasn't very good there for you know. anybody, especially me. So I'm okay with all that. The Will Levis thing, people talk about it being a drop. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I guess people wouldn't have been surprised if he would have been drafted early. But we talked about it last yep. week. I thought it was a you good thing it. for him. Yeah. Not one person out there is thinking that he's going to have to start next year. Mm-hmm. Right. Or wearing around this anchor of being a top five draft pick when he maybe didn't belong in that position. So I think it's a win. The, not the win is the amount of money that you get if you're a top five pick. You know that's that sucks that's for real. for someone. Yeah. But if he can get to that second contract, he will make it, which is where you'll make all that money I know. anyway. I know. And if this benefits him to do that, so I like them both. I don't know if I like the landing spot for Hen and Hooker, just because I think Jared Goff's going to have a heck of a year and they're going to mm. extend him for a big deal. Okay. Um, I think he gets to the playoffs for the first time since 2016 right. with the Lions. And I think that's a big a big thing. I don't necessarily know what they were doing draft pick-wise in the first round. But, hey, <laughs> we're not here to, to judge immediately. It's there just optics. You know, yeah. <coughs> four, yeah, four years from now, they could have the new Brian Urlacher and maybe, so. and maybe Alvin Kamara at the yeah, right All
1: we have time for here is to judge what yeah. people did in the <laughs> first <laughs> <final laughs> round. Our- Judging yeah. immediately okay,
3: yep. is literally what we do. That's what the contract states. I want to talk more about the Lions and Jared Goff, though, because uh, Goff has already surprised me with what he's done in Detroit hooker you come in it's it's not like you're drafting a guy I mean I know you said there's no immediate expectations for Levis but it's not like you're drafting a guy who's ready to go there's that ACL recovery part of it so Jared Goff knowing that yeah Hooker could be down the line here what's his mentality as he approaches the season mm.
5: I would hope that that Dan Campbell and, the, and Brad Holmes talked to him about it that would have been you know the, the good thing to do with him say we're gonna go get this guy of course he's not gonna be uh, able to really go this year you're on your final year of your contract this is an opportunity for you right Show us what we invested in when we made the trade. And then you don't have to worry about anything, you know? We we, we drafted a guy that I think has some uh, has a high ceiling, and maybe we can Jimmy G this a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and have have something special to, to move. That's the best case scenario, I think, with that. With what they did in the first round in terms of draft picks, I was a little hesitant that they took him with a third-round pick, but they really did a good job with that trade and were able to move up and have the 34th pick in the draft and do some of those things. So the this pick wasn't necessarily as you know an expensive type of one they could go and and maybe make a make a long-term bet with the likes of hendon hooker yeah
1: that's exactly what I thought when the Lions drafted Hendon Hooker as well. Was, let's, You said it better than I thought Jimmy G, this thing, because like you make a really, you turn a really valuable quarterback into something, and he can go off and you can get trade compensation back for it. Let's talk another now former backup quarterback, turned quarterback one in Green Bay and Jordan Love. He has completed just 50 career passes, and so now he has been handed the keys to the castle in Green Bay. But he signed a one-year extension because we weren't sure about the fifth-year option mm-hmm. deadline yesterday. Gets the deal done. What do you think about this decision for Green Bay, Brass?
5: Well, I thought it was really unique. We don't normally see this. It's it's an either fifth-year option or no. And what they do is they extend him, but really just to a one-year deal. I thought this was very uh, inventive by the Green Bay Packers and Brian Goodencoots. And what they've done is they've said, we really like him. We really like you. We just... We don't know. We don't have enough data yet. So, what we're going to do is we're going to give you that other year. We're going to split the difference, give you $13.5 million. And if you ball out like we think you're going to ball out this year, then we'll probably just tear it up and sign you to the long term extension. So, I loved how they went about it. And he was more than willing to do it. And if his agent's sitting there talking to him about it a little bit, he's got to be like, hey, this is a good deal, but we're only, you know, it's only a one year extension. There was a conversation they had there that convened and and, and came to a a, a medium spot. And that's. Mm. That's all you can ask for from a quarterback who's trying to prove himself.
1: Brian, you're the best. We always really love is. having you at the table. And I'm I, I'm not super sad to say this, though, but, like, our next guest is uh, He's pretty, pretty good. good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh,
5: we have the same birthday. You Get and Emmitt, and we shared the same locker room. And he was one of them. Uh, when I showed up there, he was one of my best friends in terms of welcoming to uh, oh. Dallas. And uh, I, I thought I was going to be there long enough, where I was going to be the one to hand him off of at the record-breaking oh, line. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. so cool, Ryan. Got and that out the was door. enough. Chad Hutchinson
5: <laughs> got that thing. That's
2: not here That's enough of a tease hello.
1: right there. Uh, former best friend of Emmitt Smith, Ryan Leach says He's a great guy.
2: And here he is. Our next guest has more rushing yards than you. I don't care who you are. It could be Adrian <laughs> Peterson, Barry. Sanders, Frank Gore. I love you guys. This guy's got the numbers, this guy's got the rings, and this guy has some killer tequila could he be cooler? Oh. An American icon, ladies and gentlemen, Emmett Smith. Welcome Emmitt! To what
6: up? What's up? Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you guys? The
2: best. Just so happy to see you, Emmett. And it's a perfect timing because we want to talk to you about this. We talk a lot here at the table. We love football morning, noon, and night. All this talk about our running backs, our, we've passed them by, and the position isn't what it used to be when you were playing. They're not as valuable. You shouldn't pay them as much. And yet we see a couple get selected in the first 12 picks of the draft. Emmett, how are you feeling about the state of running backs in the NFL? and should we be excited?
6: Well, I think we shouldn't should never lose the, the excitement around running backs because running backs are very dynamic. We do a lot of different things. We don't get get the respect at that position uh, like we used to, uh, because we're not utilizing the same formats that uh, I grew up playing in. I mean, back in the day, we talk about power, football versus finesse football and today's football is more about finesse it's more about scoring more points and getting fantasy points and everything else it's about the protection of the quarterback the ability to force cornerbacks, not to touch people and everything else. It's about keeping the ball moving forward, but yet putting more points on the board for all of the fantasy football lovers around the world. And so I think we're talking at a different time, different place. The networks love high scoring games that make everything exciting and make the ratings grow up, go up on the football field and on Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays now. So football is just, it has changed so much. So the value of the position also has to change and evolve. And so, but you look at guys like a Tony parlor, you look at other running backs that are coming out of the backfield, making blocks out of the backfield. They are saving quarterbacks and giving quarterbacks the, the time to do the things that they do. Therefore you must have a quarterback that's mobile. You cannot have a guy that's back there. That's a statue now with these great defensive ends rushing the way that they are rushing and, and, and so forth. So the running back position has not being valued like it used to, mainly because players are not playing or carrying the ball as much as they used to. There was times when I would be in the game and have approximately 30 plus touches during the course of one game. You don't see that kind of volume being produced by running backs now. It's not because they can't do it. It's because the league is not necessarily or the systems are not necessarily built for that to happen now.
4: You're absolutely right on that, and then we were just looking at just your stats as you were coming on, 11 straight years, over 1,000 yards. You just don't see that level of production anymore from that position. And the Cowboys recently released Ezekiel Elliott in March, but then Jerry Jones came back and said the ship hasn't sailed on Zeke. What do you think the chances are that he re-signs and ends up back a Dallas Cowboy?
6: Well, if no one else is touching Zeke, which I'm finding very surprising and, and, and shocking, it reminds me a little bit about my situation when I was a restricted free agent and I couldn't and I'm coming off of my Super Bowl year after having a rookie rookie of the year season, leading the league in rushing in, in year year two and leading the league in rushing in year three and coming off a Super Bowl in year three. And no one touched me. I'm still trying to figure that one out. And I'm still a young player at the time. So with Zeke, though, it's a little bit different. He's a, a little bit older than I was at this time. And I'm surprised that no one has touched him and no one is picking him up and no one is bringing him on his team, even for the wisdom that he may have to help younger running backs. He still has what it takes to be a starting running back. But if the Cowboys bring him back, I think it would be a wise move because we have to still see what Tony Pollard can do after coming off of that severe injury that he sustained last year going to playoff. And we need to have not only a veteran running back because I know Malik Davis can do it, but can he carry the load? I know Deuce Vaughn is coming in, but can they shoulder the load between the two of them? I think you have to have someone like Ezekiel Elliott back there to buy them enough time to get Tony Pollard back healthy and back onto the football field.
1: Emmett, this is such an honor. It's the first time I've ever been able to to chat with you, listen to you, speak to our show. I grew up in Minnesota. Infamously, I was raised on the Hercule Walker trade. I was raised on the Hercule Walker trade that allowed you to go to the Dallas Cowboys. So I have been uh, classically taught to say, oh, Emmett Smith, the one that got away, but I will let that one go to ask you the following question. So it's really cool to talk to you today. Uh, Emmett, we talked earlier about the, the two running backs that went in the top 12 and there's a lot of weight to carry and get your carries now because they're going to use you. Get to your second contract. How would you recommend to running backs today to have the kind of longevity and ability ability to dominate year after year the way you did at your position? How would you spin it forward to today's game and tell these running backs to carry themselves and handle themselves?
6: You know, I think people don't understand the work that's required to to not only be a consistent running back, but to be on the football field and to prepare yourself for, in this case, we're talking about a 17-game regular season schedule, but also postseason. And so preparation and taking care of my body when I was away from the facility, was paramount for me. And I think running backs has to understand those things, and not only that, but how to prepare their body for what it's about to go through. And it changes over time. Uh, Your body changes over time. So you have to adjust your workouts. I see what Derrick Henry is doing. They're doing a lot of core stability, a lot of uh, smaller muscle stability. I see what Evan Camaro is doing with the balance balls and all those kind of things. To me, those are things that are positioning you to be physically ready and mentally ready uh, for an upcoming season. But injuries do come, and when they do come, how you deal with those injuries and what you put in your body to help yourself recover is part of the taking care of the machine that's taking care of you. And I think younger players need to understand what that means. That means proper sleep, eating proper, eating right, putting things in your body that you definitely need to have in your body to keep it fueled the way it needs to be fueled. And that includes vitamins itself. Uh, but How you prepare yourself, how you train, when you train, how long you train, and what you're training for and what you're utilizing uh, are methods that I used to use. And I learned those things through Walter Payton, spending time with him, understanding his workout regimen, understanding his recovery regimen, working out, seeing Micah Irvin work harder than anybody I've ever seen and understanding what that meant and started to developing my own workout regimens within everything that the league and the team wanted me to do. Today's society is different. These kids are going out getting specialized training from someone that's not necessarily in the organization. We had a strength and conditioning coach. Some of these guys are doing things on their own. Kudos to them, as long as they're coming back in great shape. And I think coming in to the training camp in great shape is important. Don't come in the training camp to get in shape. Come in already in shape. And, and I think that's the difference that I would see and say to any running back right now. It's easier to get in shape. It's easier to stay in shape than it is to get in shape. in shape.
3: Yep. Yeah. The other difference is if you separate your shoulder in a game, some people are just willing to play through it. And that's right. For oh. an ungodly amount that's of yards. What you, that's you what we call mental <laughs> toughness. That's what you call mental oh, time, baby. We
2: love it, Emmett. We love you. We love tequila. We love this. Oh, you know it is, mm-hmm. as they say. 18,355 reasons why this guy's an all-time great. Thank you, Emmett.
6: God bless you. See you
0: later, man. See you, Emmett. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring,
1: It's time for a segment that we call spring fling where we take a do si around the dance floor with a division every day and today it is the AFC West we are going to evaluate how those teams did in the 2023 NFL draft Mike why don't you kick us off and tell us what team you picked
3: I picked the Las Vegas Raiders let's take a look at their draft uh, and I want to start right at the top Tyree Wilson now The seventh overall pick, that number is probably lower. It's definitely lower, if not for some concerns about his foot. Now, the Raiders said we had him in on a visit. We checked out all the medical. We were completely comfortable with it. Tyree Wilson right here. The Raiders comfortable with the medicals there. And they said, you know what, Uh, we're taking him. And you know what, Patrick Mahomes, fellow Texas Tech guy, uh, let's pop up this tweet from him. He said, hey, buddy, take it easy on me. There it is. Take it easy on me. Big dog, Tyree Wilson. Congrats, though. Uh. And maybe that's just a little uh, rope-a-dope. Or perhaps Patrick Mahomes is a little bit concerned about the potential for a pass rusher to be up in his grill. So if that's the case, good job, Raiders. Moving on to the second round, uh, they wind up taking Michael Mayer right there. We did a segment on NFL Draft Kickoff before round two where we said, who are we most surprised is still out there? I was most surprised that guy was still out there. So were the Raiders. They had him ranked as one of their top players, one of their uh, first-round rankings top 15 so they were very pleased to get michael mayer dave Ziegler, the general manager saying josh mcdaniels knows how to use tight ends so that's a good thing let's go all the way down under here aiden o'connell from purdue really like this one he doesn't have the most fleetest of feet right a lot of quarterbacks need that right now if you're going to be drafted highly but his ability to process and get rid of the ball quickly Ziegler said he went to josh mcdaniels said watch this guy's tape you're gonna love this guy's yeah. tape and it makes sense because he's Sees things quickly. He releases the ball quickly. Tom Brady used to do that. I'm not comparing him to Tom Brady. I'm just saying some similar traits. So they are very pleased with no account Let's see if they can develop him behind Jimmy Garoppolo.
2: All right. Well, that's the Raiders. Very exciting, as always, Mike. We Let's go to a team that was in the playoffs.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm going to stray. Los
2: Angeles Chargers. They were sort of in the playoffs, right? It was an infamous exit. It really, really was. was. They were there, it was though. Tough. All right. So Justin Herbert, I consider in one of these clubs, the, the quarterbacks who got a toy. He got a toy. His name is Quentin Johnson with the 21st overall pick. He is a wide receiver. He is fast. He is from TCU. Big. His coach, Brandon Staley, as we look at this, look at these are guys from L.A. So, Tuli, uh, Tuli Pulotu from L.A., Quentin Johnston, the guy I just mentioned, and then this is Darian Henley from L.A. as well, from Washington wow. State. So about Johnston, though, Staley had some comments that raised some eyebrows where he said, we consider TCU no different than Georgia or Alabama. It's one of the <laughs> top college programs. That's a take, coach. It really is. Next, give me back to my roster. Quinn Johnston, because they took him – and they took the quarterback at the end, Max Duggan, the Heisman runner-up, all the way here at the end at two pick 239. You also have a guy named Matlock, which is really cool. And then you have this guy, Darius Davis, is five punt return touchdowns in college football, meaning who knows if he's going to be out there in the starting wide receiver groups, but he could be a guy who will bust a big one for the Chargers as they try to light up SoFi Stadium. Herbert gets a toy. We get some guys from LA. It's a feel good draft. They say TCU's as good as Alabama. And again, that's a take.
1: The LA Horned Frogs.
2: Yeah.
4: LA Horned Frogs. Yes, from one team that didn't make the playoffs, from oh another team that did Why make are you the playoffs. At me? I don't care. From a team that won the Super Bowl. Why not? Uh, the okay. Kansas City Chiefs. So look at who they drafted. And UDK Uzama. First-round draft pick, a hometown kid, not from L.A., but from Kansas City, gets to stay right at home. Nick Jones, a seventh-round draft pick, said his hidden talent is he does impersonations. Good luck in training camp. Nickname Snacks for a defensive lineman, I feel like that's a pretty good nickname to have. This was probably the most interesting prospect on the list for me. He is named after a boys to Men member, what? Juan Yeh Morris. Yeah. Parents wow. are huge fans. Cool. Ian talked about it on draft night. Now he will be a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. I talked about Rasheed Rice. There's a wide receiver because there's another quarterback who got a toy as well. He gets drafted and he worked out with Mahomes in Dallas. Mahomes gives uh, him go. a call. He's answering the phone like, what's up, Pat? What's up? What you need? You need me to come work right now? And he's ready to go. They were working out in Dallas. So Kansas City Super Bowl champs just got better in this year's NFL draft. Not that. You are last, Jamie. I am last.
1: Uh, and I have the Broncos. It's very fitting as it pertains to um, teams that made the playoffs. Chiefs' Sanders are just happy that I didn't pick them to talk about in the spring fling because they want nothing to do with me, and that's cool. Denver Broncos, very <laughs> short list because they gave up the house, essentially, to get Russell Wilson there two years ago, so they started, I thought it was in the third round, but Marvin Mims, a second-round pick, wide receiver, friend of the show, a Texas State All-time wide receiver receiving yards record holder, which is ridiculous in the state of Texas. So great wide receiver out of Oklahoma. I think he's going to be able to help Russell Wilson out a lot. Drew Sanders, the linebacker of Arkansas, great. Riley Moss, the Mr. Hustle guy out of Iowa, the white cornerback we were talking about. But here's where I want to get to. The safety J.L. Skinner out of Boise State. That shouldn't be here because his first name is actually J.L. His dad and his grandfather, the classic actual letters are their first name. It doesn't stand for anything. It's just J.L. But this isn't—he's six foot four. I Ooh. just said that to Jason. I go, Jason, how do you feel about a six foot four safety? He's big a, as hell, a big safety. So I'm really interested. He had a some draft value at rounds three and four. so The fact that he went six to the Broncos could be kind of a cool find for You're them. you me in he's the late not rounds.
2: Jonathan Lewis Skinner. He is
1: not. He is just JL. J-L. J-L. Just JL. I dated a guy once whose first name was just the letter T, and it made never made any sense not to T-E-E. me. So there are nope, just the letter T, and never made any sense of it. Why like did do that? Obviously it didn't work. <laughs> Sorry, T,
2: wherever you are.
1: <laughs> Hi, T, you're done. That's stories.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower...